Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I kick off the new year previewing all things playoff football, NFL wildcard weekend, and the college football national championship we go through all four games, Saturday and Sunday in the NFL, and then Monday night's CFP final. We go through the key matchups, X-Factors. We also go through the coaching carousel in the NFL. We actually lead off with that. It's a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know either in the comments or mention us on Twitter. But as always, make sure that you go like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderbug Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But again, enjoy this week's episode, guys. Let me know what you think. And here we go. And we are live. Welcome to the first 2019 edition of the Fun V Tailgate Playoff Edition. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, or for the first time in 2019 and since before the holiday season, (laughs) is my man, Matty D. How are you doing, my man? I mean, I'm a little burnt out. It was a long two weeks. A lot of stuff going down, if you will, right? A lot of stuff going down. Yeah, the holidays, family, and, and, and a lot of football. A ton of football lot of happening, football. including a really fun day. I mean, a New Year's Day, just bowl game after bowl game after bowl game. But also a very rare, incredibly wild Week 17 in the NFL, too. Yeah, Greg and I were talking about that last week. Can you think of the last time that there were so many different scenarios that needed to be closed out on week 17? No, I, I can't. I mean, normally, normally, you know, there's two or three games that really matter. In this case, yeah. I, you know, the whole four o'clock slate was very important. And then the evening game was also incredibly important. How lucky is the NFL, by the way, the evening game got there? Yeah, I thought yes. that was, I mean, right? That was incredible um, to me. So, yeah, I'm blown away. Blown away. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad they brought the – didn't they skip the evening game last year? They didn't do one because they wanted to have every single game at the same time. I think And they finally right. brought I back the win in your in game. Or not. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's just that was perfect. It was a great game, too. Um, really, I it mean – It was a really good for game. The, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. Honestly, the NFC was a little boring. And in terms of – not in terms of what was had to be done, but um, – but the NFC was a little bit less nail biting, if you will, than the AFC. Um, I right? guess so. I guess the Bears really laid the smackdown on the on the right. Vikings. That was the, the most Eagles, important game. The Eagles smoked the you know smoked the Redskins, which kind of there was no really there was no real suspense there. And the 49ers, the Rams blew up the 49ers. So I, I didn't feel like there was a ton of suspense in, in that regard. Yeah, I'm actually, I didn't actually see the final score of the Rams 49ers game. I didn't realize they brought it that the 49ers scored that many yeah. points in the fourth quarter. Mullins, I'm guessing Mullins. they had everybody, but um, yeah, but Mullins, I mean, that, 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 you know what, Kyle Shanahan, that team is a dangerous team. 
if you're the Seahawks and if you're the Rams, you got to pay attention because they've got some firepower. They can make some moves. You know, we already saw George Kittle uh, tweet at Antonio Brown and Garoppolo uh, Garoppolo retweeted that. That's a big deal. I mean, they they're they're not far away from being a very competitive team. Um, I totally agree. Assuming you think Garoppolo is great. Yeah, and I and I thought that was kind of the the BS thing of including Garoppolo on that list of the top five QB signings or all the top five paid QBs, and he was on there that the 49ers didn't make the playoffs. Like he wasn't playing for three quarters of the season. Like, yeah, slow no, your roll there I, a little bit. Yeah. It's not totally but, his fault. But if you don't know the stat that Jordy is, is discussing here is the top six paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Six, that's what it was. Six, yeah. Um, so you're Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, um, uh, Garoppolo, Derek Carr. I think that's the six. If I'm okay. Those Is six. Stafford up there. I, 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 did I say okay? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna anyway. So yep, I think did I say him? anyway. Regardless, regardless, the top six paid quarterbacks, average annual salary, did not make the playoffs this year, um, and and that's not a great. You know, I mean, hey. You can't. I think Rodgers. See, to me though, you're right because like Rodgers was injured. And to me, yeah, I know he wasn't a whole season, but he clearly was affected by the injury. So Rodgers and Garoppolo, I give a free pass. But the rest of the franchises have to kind of look in the mirror and say, wait a second, why are we paying Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford or Kirk Cousins this much money if they can't even make the playoffs? I mean, that's yeah. it's a huge deal, and, and it sucks up their cap space and causes them to have issues across the board. And it's why there was a big article written on why a team should possibly trade their young quarterback, like the idea of trading Jared Goff. Um, if you think Sean McVay is the guy and not Goff, then trade Goff and draft another young guy because that rookie contract is so important in the NFL. Yeah, and, there, and there's something to be said of what the Redskins were able to like pull out with Kirk Cousins for as long as they did, and, mm-hmm. and they kind of they dodged that bullet. They unfortunately also lost Alex Smith. So, you know... A really weird predicament that you're in. I mean, the Bears might fi- fi- uh, find themselves in that sort of predicament if you know Trubisky, you know, continues to develop. And I guess this year might might start to put a little bit of a of a resume together. I guess would be the right word. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought there. And I, I know we're going to dive deep into the Bears because they're playing the Eagles. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was. I mean, everything too with what's going on with the Steelers and that whole scenario i know you mentioned kittle tweeting at antonio brown um who by the way we found out was on the mass singer what a weekend yeah. it was for the steelers or i guess week plus new year's kind of throws it all into, into a weird little loop there of a five-day weekend but holy mm. shit yeah i mean they yeah. missed the playoffs for the first time in nine years was the last time they missed the playoffs 2010 yeah you're right yeah i think uh Yes, I think you're right. Oh my god! Yeah, it's nuts to think about. And you think about like the Jets had Mark Sanchez; they're making the playoffs. Then that's when they lost to, or no, 2010. I think the Steelers, the 2009-10 season, maybe because 2010 was when the Steelers lost to the Packers. So maybe one of those okay. years. Somewhere gotcha. it, it might be in the. It's it's been a while though since the Steelers haven't made the playoffs. Okay. Um, I really thought and that the Browns were going to pull that out against the Ravens. And they nearly did. Mm-hmm. They lost by two points. Baker Mayfield really putting a stamp on the end of this year. Um, good for the Ravens, though, 
to not demoralize their franchise on for the because it would have been the second year in a row that they blew it on week 17 where they just needed to win against a team that was not playing for anything and they were in. I was very torn on this one because I really like seeing the Browns have any kind of success like that. I I just I can't. I, I, I can't stress that enough. That being Put said. Put someone else in the bottom of the basement. Let's make right, fun of another team right. for 20 years. That being said, I thought the Ravens deserved it. And, and yeah. it, you know what? And I'm not. I, I don't hate the Steelers. I really don't. But they've had a lot of run, you know. Um, they got knocked out a little bit this year. So they need to figure it out. But the Ravens deserve it. Mean, to me, the Ravens, they, they arguably have the top. They're a top three defense in the NFL. Some would consider them the, the best defense. Uh, the Bears are up there with them. Um, but they're a really good team. And they're going to pose a problem early. And I don't want to get too deep into it yet. But, they're, I mean, they're going to po- pose a problem early um, in the playoffs. And we're, that matchup, we're going to talk about that matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers shortly. Um, yes. But wild coaching carousel so far. Yes. Eight absolutely five eight vacancies total. A couple happened a little earlier. Um, what did you? Oh, my biggest surprise was hmm, I'm torn here. Um, I it, to me, it was either Adam Gase getting fired from the Dolphins or, um, or, um, uh, uh, uh Will, uh, Steve, uh, Will, uh, Wilkes of the Arizona Cardinals, who's a yeah. first year head coach. Um, which I find to be incredibly that that just shows to me that shows a bad front office and a bad organization to fire a coach after one season who didn't do anything drastically wrong. Um, how is that fair? You know, can't even get his own players in there. He was given a pretty banged up team this year where they never really could get it going. A team that you really had to wonder what the hell was going on because they could not, the Cardinals, I'm saying, couldn't really do anything. I mean, it was a real Island of misfit toys type of scenario. I mean, they looked like they had a non-existent offense and they get Josh Rosen in there when they didn't want to get him in so quickly. Right. Um, yeah. I, mine's probably going to be Adam Gates just cause that's a, he was such a hot commodity when he first yeah. came out from the bears. And I feel like he's going to be now, I feel like he'll get scooped up pretty quickly, maybe even by the Cardinals and he becomes the, the QB whisperer for Josh Rosen. You know, and uh, but I, I, you know, that's probably my biggest one, but yeah, definitely a really interesting <laughs> start to the carousel, right? Um, the Browns, by the way, let me tell you some that were long overdue. Yeah, uh, I think, I think the one that Marvin Lewis, yeah. uh, incredible how we went that long without a playoff victory. I'm not talking a Super Bowl, but was 15 years without a playoff victory? Are you serious? Yeah, um, 2003. I guess yeah. also they hadn't made the playoffs in so long since before him. Maybe that's the reason. I get that, and you know what? But well, I will tell you this though: the one thing you have to you have to realize there is that is that uh, the owner uh, Mike Brown, right now, Mike Brown, Paul Brown, Mike Paul Brown, Paul Brown, Paul Brown. He's very old school um, to an extent where they don't really have all the resources that a lot of other teams have as well. Which okay. I think is a shame. Um, okay, and, and so that's kind of why his loyalty goes on. They, by the way, the Bengals, who, uh, oh, really? To me, I don't even know if they're that bad of a coaching spot to land with all the talent that you you think. I mean, they were 
second place in the AFC if like halfway through the season. They're having a good open year. Um, uh, they've got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. You think of Joe Mixon, yeah. you think of AJ Green, you think of a good, good defense, an underrated defense, if you will. Um, I know Andy Dalton hasn't maybe proven how great he is, but still, I mean, I'm a little surprised in that case. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, like you said, it was kind of a long time coming to see him get, you know, taken out with everything. But yeah, I, I would agree with that sentiment, though, that they're, you know, in a good spot if they get maybe one or two guys defensively and yeah. bring in maybe a guy with that kind of mind. I mean, would you think Todd Bowles, do you think he'll get another job or do you think like, cause he, I kind of see him maybe being a good fit for this team. Yeah, I was going to tell you that. So that, that's a great point you make there. I think the one thing, well, here's my concern, and I'm going to get to Bowles in just a second because I'm a, I'm actually – I like him. The Browns have already requested an interview with Hugh Jack- – the Bengals, excuse me, with Hugh Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a feeling, I have a feeling that he might not be hired there. Um, Yikes. I don't understand it. Nothing against Hugh. I just don't think that's the right decision for this team. Um, I think they could use an influence of a youthful personality. I don't necessarily hate Todd Bowles because I think he's got some good fire. I think he got a short stick in with the Jets. Um, and a little bit of victim of his first year's success. Um, you know, when they went 10 and 6 that first year. Yeah, um, I think if he makes the playoffs that first year, I think where he yeah. gets a longer leash. Yeah. You don't I, that, that that's when they had to go beat the Bills with Rex Ryan yeah. and Rex Ryan beat them. Right, right. I have heard that Vance Joseph. Maybe interviewing there, which I understand. Okay. The other guy that's getting a lot of press is uh, Eric uh, Benemy, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, coming out of that Andy Reid coaching tree, which you can see the success that they've had with um, with Doug with Doug Peterson here and, and others. It makes a lot yeah. of sense to me as well. Um, the other one that I don't know if I love is the Bu- the Buccaneers offensive coordinator Todd. Uh, uh, Monkin is going to get an interview with the Bengals. I don't understand that one. Uh, Interesting. Although you could argue that the issue with the Buccaneers, they produce a ton of yards and points on offense. They just Vincent turns the ball over and their defense struggles. Maybe yep. that's why he's getting a lot of love. Um, I actually think if I'm the Bengals, I want that youth. I like I like uh, Benemy, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, a lot for that position. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Because I think they need that influence of youth. Um, yeah. The guy that I got to tell you, and I'm going to jump on another young guy here, um, in particular whether it's for the Jets, really any team. I love Cliff uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who just signed out. As soon as you said young guy, my eyes got so wide. I'm pumped that he's getting interviews. I, and it's the ultimate like Kaiser mm-hmm. Soze. He gets hired as a basically a consultant for USC, right? And becomes this. We need to grab him before anyone else does. And I love what he might be able to bring to the mm-hmm. NFL, especially with the Jets and with a guy yeah. like Darnold. Yeah, I, I could not believe, I could not agree with that one more. I think he would be – look, here's the thing. If you're the Jets, right, and I'll, I'll tell, I'll, even the Bengals, but really the Jets because you have a young quarterback. Let's, let's get that mind meld going, if you will. And it makes sense, right, because USC, he, 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 I mean, that, Darnold was just there. I know he's not really done more a lot there because he just got fired, but I, I tell you, him, I want a young guy. I'm all in on the McVay train. I'm not even young. Um, creative. That's yeah. my concern with a Hugh Jackson or a Todd Bowles or 
Um, you know, so Adam Gase, some of that 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 would be exciting for me. Um, I'm interested to see where he goes. Um, he might make a lot of sense with Denver. He had a real he Peyton Manning was was his guy in Denver. Uh, right, I'm right. Yeah, Peyton Manning was his guy in Denver, if I believe correctly. So I'd like to see him go somewhere. He'd make a lot of sense in Denver. Um, not hearing a ton of noise, by the way, out of Denver. Do you yeah, think that's, that's actually a really good call? Do you think that's because of the quarterback situation? It might be. It's definitely a weird scenario going on yeah. up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Denver's a really interesting story because you have – I don't know if there was hype surrounding them, but you thought you know, maybe they could sneak in to a wild card spot. You didn't they're know the hot. Chargers were going to be this good coming in. A lot of people thought like, oh, they're, you know, they're super young. They're going to be great. You know, like, oh, we've been saying this for years. Is this really the year it's going to happen? And it was. It was the year that it was going to happen. So a lot of people thought the Broncos were right there waiting for to scoop up a couple, uh, maybe go eight and eight, maybe go nine and seven and, and do it. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think of what's happening in Denver. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you, where do you think they can go? Well, I guess the thing is that when they bring in a coach, they have to take a look at whether or not they think Case Keenum is the answer. I'm not sure Denver is as strong of a team top to bottom as people may real like think. Um, yeah, they're, def- they're definitely – there's been attrition, I would say that. Right. I mean, you look offensively. Yeah, you really like – I, I think you know, Philip uh, Lindsay and Royce Freeman, you know, uh, it was really supposed to be the guy this year. He struggled, but – uh, not struggled no. necessarily, but Lindsey was great. Other than that, offensively, Emmanuel Sanders is another year older. Um, I don't know if we saw enough from Cortland Sutton and uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Their offensive line is not particularly great, and it's aging. Defensively, yeah, you like Nick Chubb and you like Von Miller. Other than that, uh, I mean, old. And even Von Miller's getting up there in age. So as a, a location, if I'm ranking places, if I'm ranking locations, I don't know if Denver is super high also because John Elway, I think his the shine is rubbed off. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I struggle. I don't know what the right fit is there, but I, I think they have to think about going quarterback, and they may have to consider moving up. Yeah. I like the, right. uh, the stay woke that's – uh, John Elway doesn't want a quarterback that could be better than him. Um, quick cleaning up. You did say Nick Chubb, uh, Bradley Nick Chubb. Chubb. Oh shoot. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it's all good. good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, just for, just so that we, uh, you know, don't get, don't get, uh, blown up there, but no, no, no I, I really like that theory that he, yeah. that he doesn't want anybody that's better than him, but I don't know. I mean, you could, you could move up. You could use some of the assets that you got for Demarius Thomas, mm-hmm. for instance, or, Anything you know, you don't want to mortgage the future or anything. I think that's the last thing you want to do with kind yeah. of being the skeleton of where you were a couple years ago when you mm-hmm. were a perennial playoff contender. Um, you know, that's you don't you really don't want to yeah. hemorrhage yourself. As we wrap up this this exercise of coaching vac- vacancies, I want you to give me so there's eight coaching vacancies. Vacancies, yeah. okay. I have a list of where. I think, like, if I was a coach, where I'd want to go first. Oh, so a- power rank the, the open jobs? Mm-hmm. Now, I can power rank the whole thing if you want me to. I don't want to put you on the spot because this is, this is just happening right now as we talk. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so I guess my question is, what it, to me, give me your top, no particular order, 
top three vacancies if you were a head if you were a, head, a potential head coach? Um, I go Browns was one of them. I don't know if that's okay. the one, but okay. that's up there. I might. Ugh. All right, let me, let me do this. Let me help you. I'm gonna go through the list very quickly here, just so you know all the teams. Okay. So you mentioned the Browns, right? We talked about the Broncos. Probably the the Bengals. Another one. I'd probably say Browns and Bengals are two. Okay. Okay. It's tough because um, then you have Broncos, Packers, Dolphins, yeah. Cardinals, mm-hmm. and who am I missing? So Broncos, pa- so Browns, Packers, Broncos, Cardinals, Dolphins, Cincinnati, Buccaneers, and Jets are the two you missing. Oh, Buccaneers and Jets. Um, I might throw the Jets as the third. I think they yeah. have. I mean, their defense is pretty good. You know. Yeah, I, I would tell you the one thing with the Jets: if you believe in Sam Darnold, the Jets yeah, are. That's a very good point. Spot. Yep. 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 Um, I would tell you the Browns. I will tell you right now the Browns are number one in my book. Yeah, absolutely, uh, a thousand the percent. The only hard part with the Browns is there is now there is an expectation, right? Before there wasn't, but you know, even even when they fired Hugh Jackson, there wasn't an expectation. Now there just is an expectation to win. I, I really think that. Um, I think I, I don't. I'm not as high on Cincinnati because of the ownership. That's the really hard part for me, um, and be, you know, Mike Brown just doesn't just doesn't spend a lot of money there. Um, I like the Jets' job as a top three for me. I'm really struggling on the fourth. I'm actually between the Buccaneers and the Packers on the fourth. Okay, um, and I'm gonna go Packers simply because I think the division down south is better than the division in the north. Right? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a, that's fair. I was going to say so, the Packers, I feel like, are a little bit more on a down trajectory, and the Bucks, yeah. even the right next couple steps, could start to veer back upwards. Right. Now, let me ask you this question. So there's your top three. Is there, like, one or two teams that you're like, ooh, no interest in? I mean, you were head coach? Like, let, let, let me this way. Let's say you're Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You've had the experience, right? Is, is there one or two teams you're like, no, I'm not having that? Or do you feel like all these openings are, are pretty decent? Hmm. I feel so. And I'll think we were I'll just talk talking about, about the Broncos. Teams. I feel like they're probably my lowest. Okay. Just because you have that's one where I feel like there's more work to do. And you probably have, unless you're an established guy like Mike McCarthy, could come in there and they give him, you know, hey, we'll give you a couple years to figure this out. I know, you know, the Packers didn't really deal with free agency that often, but. You know, give him a couple years, see what he can do, and and see if he has a quarterback that he wants to try to bring in, or if he can do something with Keenum. Um, yeah, Arizona, I feel like isn't as bad as I'm thinking it is. That's why I'm not. Well, Arizona has a ton of really good individual contributors, right? You think of Patrick yeah. Peterson, Chandler Jones, um, David Johnson. I, I, there's holes, obviously, but I mean, I don't know if they're just a weird team, but I don't think they're that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think the one to me that and I this is a team that I thought at like it's the Dolphins. Um, yeah, the Dolphins is a that's right. a I don't know. Yeah. Label. By the way, I believe and I might Question be the past ten years or fifteen years. They are the epitome of mediocrity. I think the past ten this the past ten years. They have either gone they they've gone somewhere between ten and six and six and ten over the past decade. Like they're never higher than that and they're never lower. They're just always kind of oh, right shit. in that mediocrity point, right? They like they just miss the playoffs every year, and no one talks about it. Um, 
But their ownership, Stephen Ross on there isn't particularly stable. Um, they don't have a franchise quarterback, you don't think. I just think there's a lot um, that's not to love about the Dolphins. So I like think the Dolphins and the Broncos. I think the ex- I think it's expectations with the Broncos that scares me. Right? That's a great fan yeah. base. They expect a winner, and they've had winners for a long time out there. I think that's maybe why I think that position's not that great. But yeah, yeah. So just to to follow up with your thought on the or your fact on the Dolphins since two thousand three, which I want to think if maybe the last couple couple years of Dan Marino. Um, the Dolphins have been between six wins and 10 wins in all but three seasons. 2004, they went four and 12. 2007, they went one and 15. And in 2008, the next year, they went 11 and five and lost in the first round of the playoffs. They've only made the playoffs one other time in 2016, where they lost to the Steelers in the first round. Uh, That was Adam Gase's first year. But yeah, since then, they've had Nick Saban as a coach for two years. They went and coached Alabama. They had Cam Cameron, Tony Tony Serrano, uh, uh, Tony Sperano, excuse me, Um, Joe Philbin, Dan Campbell for half a season with his giant ass uh, triceps, right? Giant giant guns. I love Cam. And then Adam Gates for three years. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's incredible. 2003. Oh, my God. Yeah. They went 10 and 6 that year. And prior to that, yeah. they had not finished lower than 8 and 8 since 1988. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And 1988, they went 6 and 10. Before that, that streak continues of above 500 or better until 1976. Jeez. Which That's was again really, one yeah. one bad year. Then they had the undefeated season in there. They had a couple Super Bowls. Um, and, yeah, I mean and, they they really have a long yeah, franchise history of not finishing right. below five hundred. They're a, for yeah, they're a very proud franchise. They're uh, they're like going to have to go do a rebuild, aren't they? I mean, they don't have. They have to. They have right. to. Right. I mean, they got a couple defenders, but I mean, this is going to be a three or four year process, so. That's why I hope they bring in the right coach. Very proud franchise. Obviously, that entire division, though, has really been hampered by the Brady-Belichick dynasty. You know, when you look back at the past decade plus, 15 years, those two teams dominate. Those two guys, that team dominates the division. So I think a lot of it does come that way. Yeah, 08, when they went 11-5, and that's with a year that Brady tore his ACL in week one. Yeah, right, right. So, I mean, they and, and they went 11-5. and Didn't they? They, they went away. Yeah, they said they went 11-5 that year. They won the year. division, yeah. No, 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 no. That was no, no. That was they didn't win the division. They they went eleven and five and didn't make the playoffs. No, I'm looking at it now. I have their I have their list of seasons. Up. Really? Oh, uh, I must turn that up. Yeah, they, they that the Patriots went I think ten and six with Matt Castle and did not make the playoffs. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Disregard. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Cool. All right. Well, look, let's move from teams that aren't playing <laughs> to yeah. the teams that are. Um, Before we just, do that. Go ahead. Oh, go what ahead. What team do you want to be on hard on hard knocks? Oh, well, it can't be one of these teams, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I kind of want the Giants if Eli's coming back. Okay. All right. Well, a couple things. Can the Raiders be on? I think they can. I've I have seen a number. They have li- they're listed as a team, so yes, they can be yeah. on it. I would. I so, think so, I ahead. want them to be in 
Vegas when they get hard knocks. I know. So I think that's probably why they would hold off. I would really yeah. like – if so if not the Raiders, I think San Francisco would be fascinating. Yeah, that's probably um, the logical choice. Yeah, and I think they're eligible for it. So I'm definitely fine with San Francisco. If not San Fran, you mentioned the Giants I, I, because I you know hate the Giants. <laughs> um, no, um, if not the Giants, I, I wish the Jaguars would take it, but that would be – might not be too much for TV with all the infighting they're going to have. Um, yeah, I guess that's that right. I guess that really, I, I guess, or the Lions. I'd love to just hear more about Matt Patricia in general. I feel like he'd be sweating the whole time. I know, all right? The, I mean, all those yeah, cameras in front yeah. of him. But I, I got to tell you, I think the 49ers make a ton of sense. We'll see if it happens. But I'm, I, th- yeah. I think that's where they go. Yeah, that's probably the answer. But yeah, playoffs. Let's talk about it. Wild card yes. weekend might be one of the more fun, sneakily fun weekends of football. Because yeah. you get, you know, four straight football games where anything really can happen. Mm-hmm. You have a number of teams that have won ten games or better. Really, just one that didn't. The Eagles. You have a twelve and four team visiting a ten and six team, yeah. and that game is a less than three point spread. Yeah. You have a team in Dallas that's looking to prove Jason Garrett mainly that he, you know, has something. You know, he he can win a playoff game that he can do this. Um, by the way, we didn't speak. We didn't talk about this with, with week 17, really dumb decision of him playing all of his players, but we'll talk about that when we get to their game. But the first game, always the ever popular in division wildcard weekend matchup. I love when this ends up working out. And as is tradition, the Houston Texans are playing in the Saturday afternoon game against their <laughs> divisional opponent, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. What are your immediate thoughts coming into this game? Well, this is always you – know, there's nothing they can do about it, but it's always a little bit unfair, right? Uh, you know, mostly because we don't get a matchup. We get, we're getting a matchup we've already seen. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're the Texans, how unlucky do you get here? Because yeah. this is a hot – not a hot team, although I don't want to – I don't want to be. I don't want to trash this team. This is a hot quarterback who looks really good right now. Um, that as good as as good as Deshaun Watson has played all year. Boy, Andrew Luck has looked like the old Andrew Luck, if you will. Yes. So, and I wasn't necessarily as impressed as I thought with the Texans when they came to visit the Eagles. I know it was Nick Foles, you know, and, and I know that we were we were really needed the game, but I I I was unimpressed with their defense, um, and I thought you could basically because their running game has struggled, you could you could really go after this Texans team. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I will see, but I I will. That's a that's a tight line for a division winner. I like I like the Colts in this game. Yeah, I hate to agree. I like having more arguments with you on this, but I, I like the Colts as well. Um, I think Andrew Luck is coming in white hot coming down the stretch. It's worth noting, too, that the last time these two teams met was at the beginning of December, where in the same scenario in Houston, the Colts did pull it out 24-21, uh, and the Colts just kept going from there. Aside from really looking like they might screw this up against the Giants in Week 16, 
Um, they've been cruising and really both the Texans and the Colts really in the second half of the season have been in fuego and have had one weird come, you know, come down to earth, but stay in heaven afterwards game. Uh, the Colts yeah. losing that weird six, nothing game in, in Jacksonville um, after riding the seat of their pants for a couple games, but really throwing a lot of points up on the board. And the Texans obviously losing to the Eagles and, and prior to that losing to the Colts. But before that, I mean, they'd been, I mean, it, if that turn either one of those games turn around, they're 12 and four. They probably have a bye after going 0 and three. Like, yeah. and losing to the Giants, mind you, at home. I know. Like, but here is the most shocking thing about this. If. The Texans lose. They, I think they, I think they should fire Bill O'Brien. Think so? Do what the Titans yeah. did. I think they've they've maxed out with him at this point. If they can't get by with this current iteration, yeah, uh, he's been there for a while, and and he keeps getting stuck in these playoff games. Like this is a huge game for them at home. I think Bill O'Brien could be, could be playing for his job a little bit here. They can't come. They can't afford to lose to a Colts team that had a top five pick last year in the draft. Like I just personally, and and, and I'm, I like Bill O'Brien. I think he's a good coach. But at some point, you, you feel like you've maxed out what your team can do under a guy. You got to make a move. Yeah, at some point you have to think: Did, did the NFC or the AFC South fall into a kind of shittier version of the AFC East? Because the Texans, for a while, especially when Andrew Luck couldn't get couldn't get healthy, they I mean they found themselves in this game, the Saturday afternoon game, for a while, and over and over again, and they were just kind over of over and over and over, and they kind of they well, were, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but they found themselves as almost the Notre Dame of did they really belong here, right? Um, and I think they're still trying to prove that though, yeah, because because you know they they. they yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I would tell you, I think there's, there's some concern, and if I'm a Houston fan, this is just a big game. Um, you have to take a look at because when you take a look at who they beat, okay, yeah. they, they do beat the Colts, who are a playoff team, and they beat the Cowboys. Other than that, in their winning streak, no other playoff teams. So that's actually a really good point. When you look, they had a, they they struggled last year because of Watson's injury. They they didn't have a great schedule to play against. So when they 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 so they they did beat the two playoff teams. I can't I can't discredit that. But sure. But they lose to the Patriots. They lose to the Eagles. Um, and they lose to the Colts. So how good is this team? Because that run was against a bunch of teams who aren't in the playoffs. So. Yep. That's my concern with them too. And you see them facing against an Eagles team late in the season who needs it and a Colts team who needed it. And they, they lost and they nearly lost to the Jets the week in between that. It was on a three game losing streak. Now they beat the Jaguars, yeah, but the Jaguars right. were terrible. So I guess that's why I'm a little concerned about, about the Texans coming into this game. Yeah, there's been more inconsistency and kind of to, to follow up because I didn't give a ton of reasons. I just went through a schedule. Uh, the Colts defense actually ranks higher in terms of net yards allowed. Uh Um, They let up less net yards. They have a better passing defense than Houston does. A lot of people talk about Houston's uh, rush defense. It is almost 20 yards better per game and almost the best in the NFL 
Only the Saints and Bears have better rush defenses than Houston does. So I would expect Andrew Luck to want the ball, to get all of his guys, T.Y. Hilton especially, involved. Uh, and that that Houston defense, they let up over 260 yards a game, which if you look at any top-ranked defense, they are up there in terms of passing yeah. yards allowed. So I think you're absolutely right to point out how good Andrew Luck has been down the stretch. Because he and T.Y. Hilton, I think T.Y. Hilton's the X factor, but I think Andrew Luck is the, you know, I think he's going to get it done, put the team on his back, and show, hey, 2014 wasn't a fluke when we made the AFC Championship game. Yeah, right. No, I, I yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, and, and it makes him a, a great Cinderella story. He is my comeback player of the year over J.J. Watt. Um, I totally agree. But I will say this. The Texans' recipe with that pass rush if those big guys can get it going, Watt, Clowney, Merciless, they have the they have the goods. I just don't know if they're gonna be able to put it all together. Yep. Um, now that leads us right into the evening, Saturday evening game, eight fifteen. The kind of red hot Seattle Seahawks visit Jerry World. Cowboys are a two point favorite in this game, so it's almost a, it's almost a toss up, if you will. Yep. Um, Seahawks did a lot of good things late in the year. Other than a surprising loss at the 49ers, which is a divisional game, I mean, they really have had a lot of success late, including that great win against the Chiefs. Although somehow I still feel like they're coming in a little underrated in this game. Yeah, it's interesting because their offense has been incredibly dynamic. Chris Carson had a huge year. You know, you come in, nobody was really quite sure to think of him. I mean, and remember, too, this team has kept the Rams to a grand total between two losses of seven points behind. They lost 31, 30 or 32, 31 at home and then 36, 31 in LA. Um, and we'll talk about the Rams next week, but the Coliseum, not one of the best places to play in the playoffs. Um, yeah. The Seahawks though, that 49ers game you mentioned at in division on the road, you got to think, too, after that absolute shellacking, I know it's only 21-7, but the beatdown that they put down in Minnesota where it looked like the Vikings were just going to curl over and give up on 2018 as as it was the start of December. Uh, it might have just been a come-down moment. And as you mentioned, the big win against the Chiefs, they beat the Cardinals, they had to do what they got had to do. Um, yeah, I, you know, in their defense – we can't discount this. They they've lost how many different guys throughout the years? Richard Sherman's gone. Uh he's in San Francisco. Um, their defense has been pretty good this year. Granted, in terms of playoff teams, the amount of points and yards that they've allowed are kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of the NFL. They rank 16th in terms of playoff teams right in there. Mm -hmm. Um now what concerns me mainly though on, on those numbers is their rushing yards that they allow. Um, which I think bodes really well for Zeke. It's I think surprising, that's part of by the way. Yeah. Because, How much they've let up? Well, because of, of Bobby Wagner and KJ yeah. Wright there, you would think those kind of guys. Um, and, and they got a little beat up in the defensive line, but but a Jared, or a Jared Reed is quite good, a Freddie Clark. It's a little surprising mm -hmm. they're that low. Yeah. Yeah, they've let up 113 yards a game, which a couple other teams in that ballpark – the new uh, the San Francisco 49ers, the Tennessee Titans, the Minnesota Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Buffalo Bills. 
So the Denver Broncos, again, another surprising team considering their linebackers, the LA Rams of teams, um, Washington, which is actually really surprising considering what top rate ranked running backs have done against them. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it, unfortunately, I think it does bode well for the Cowboys. I'm, I do like that two point spread. Um, obviously they're getting the favorite. I forget what the number that the magic number is for being at home in the playoffs. I think it's five points. You get a little bonus on. So in theory, neutral site Seahawks would have an edge, but I don't know. I, something about Zeke is telling me that, that I think the Cowboys do have an edge here. Sadly, sadly, I don't okay. love picking the Cowboys, but I think they have the yeah. edge. Well, here's, here's one of the many things I look at, um, with this, first of all, and I, and I, you, you got to be a little impressed with Russell Wilson. He has played. Yes. He's the only, by the way, the only quarterback to play. Ever, and because guys come in and out of games for various reasons, apparently he's the. Only, I read this. He's the only quarterback to play every single offensive snap for his team this year. He has been oh, on the field oh. for every snap. Now, Matt, Matt, what about Brady? Well, Brady and Mahomes they stepped off the field when it was late in games, so it's yeah. it's kind of a wacky stat. But it, once again, he's underrated. He comes in again somehow. He's underrated again. Um, I I know that I know that you know I hate the Cowboys, so this makes it easy for me to say. But I some about the Cowboys with some of their really bad losses that they had throughout the year. Like, do they do they throw up a dud in this game? Do they really struggle? To score, like if Bobby Wagner just if they just stack the box, can can Dak get it done? That's a good point. If I, you stack the box, you make Dak Prescott beat you. To put it this way, Matt, they acquired Amari Cooper in what week? Week five or six? Uh, yeah, no, like was six or seven. No, 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 it was six or seven. Regardless, he's okay, their leading you. receiving. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it, was, it was more like receiver. midway through the season. Here's here's what I'll tell you. I'm taking the Seahawks. I think this team is dangerous. I think they're better than everyone realizes. I picked them at the beginning of the year to make the playoffs, and they did. Um, I, I like brag. that. I like that enough. And um, if Shaquille Griffin, who's going to match up with the former UCF corner, is going to match up with, with Cooper, I think this team can get it done. I like the Seahawks in this one to upset the Cowboys um, and, and move on uh, to face off against – Probably most likely. Well, it could be. Well, we'll get there. We don't want to take it. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they they are completely out of their control yeah. in terms yeah. of who wins yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, that takes us to Sunday. Yes. So so far, we both took the Colts. You took the Cowboys. I took the Seahawks. Sunday Which means the Colts would go play the Chiefs. By the way, because that is a three-six mm-hmm. matchup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers- no, no, it's not. It's all there. These are both four-five games. Excuse me. Right, right. So they would play – depends. It depends. We'll get there. So Chargers-Ravens. A rematch. Um, yes. Because There's actually played, a lot of rematches in this. There the are, Cowboys there are. and Seahawks played in week three. Yep. Or the Cowboys and Seahawks, excuse me. Chargers-Ravens played, yep. what, in in November? Say again? The Chargers and Ravens played when? In November? Oh, yeah. Week 16. Oh, it's week game, 16. Holy shit. Yep. Wow, in a game so that both ago. teams had to have after the Chargers' really epic win against the Chiefs, 29-28, they come in and lay a real dud at home against the Ravens, who traveled across the country. Ravens beating 22-10. The real story of that game, the Ravens' defense completely shutting down the Chargers' offense. I mean, I mean, like, yes. embarrassingly shutting it down. 
Phillip Rivers had 181 yards passing and two interceptions. No. But, so, now the Chargers have to return the favor. Fly yes. all the way out to the East Coast. Head to Baltimore, all right, against a, against a very great Baltimore defense. And, by the way, Lamar Jackson, who uh, who has the most rushing attempts by a quarterback in a single season, he didn't start until week 11. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew it was somewhere around then. And what, they've been 6-1 and one with him? Yeah, they've been incredible with him. Yeah. Incredible. He had, by the way, he's rushed the ball 147 times this year. Oh, my That's, God. Yeah, and, and he's 212 pounds. So we, we, I don't want to get into that discussion. That's going to come. Um, but this game is full of intrigue because both of these teams, the, the number one and number two seeds, don't want to see. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, can we agree on that? Yes. Um, assuming our predictions, it's going to be the Patriots that will play. Am I right? Uh, yeah, the, right. Yeah, the gonna, Chargers right. are the – this is the 5-4 game. So the right. – this is the one that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, if, so, let, yeah. I mean, the Patriots are going to have to my, myself all tied up. I'm sorry, America. You're fine. That I've been, you're, uh, fine. you're fine. Uh, you're fine. And the match. The Chargers and Ravens are going to face the Patriots. These, to me, I I actually think the two teams here are the two biggest threats to the Patriots. And, I, I, and I'm including the Chiefs in that discussion because both of them have like, – the Chargers have a great offense and an underrated defense. The Ravens have a fantastic defense and a difficult offense to prepare for, in particular in a short week. Um, not that it's a short week, but in a week. It's not like you get a, a break to study the film on Lamar Jackson. He is going to cause problems in his rookie year against against the Patriots. So whoever comes out of this game has a real chance, to me, um, to, to, to keep moving forward. I, I think this is going to be a, a – I think this is the best matchup of the weekend. This, this yeah, I was going to say, I think this yeah. is the game of the weekend. Yep. Yeah, and – is Philip Rivers? I, is this is this his? I mean, he's old. He's like thirty-eight, I think, right? Yeah, you got to think his wife's pregnant with another kid. Mm-hmm. You got to think that he's starting to to come around on retirement, right? Um, I, as good as the Baltimore defense is, and what they've been able to do. Um, well, first, Matt, I got to give you my matchup. I okay. got to give you the matchup. You got to watch out for. It's Hunter Henry against Ed Reed. This is the matchup I think really got to keep an eye wait. out on. Now, wait. Well, first of all, you're thinking of Derek Johnson, but I still like him. Well, Derek Johnson doesn't play on the Ravens. Uh, I, I know. I know I'm what you're doing. Wait, wait, the Ravens. wait, 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 wait. But this is important. Do you know that Hunter Henry is going to play in this game? Oh, he is playing? I've, he is, I had. Is, yes. This is wild. This is what I'm saying. He tore his ACL in May. And they think I had as of yesterday, he was out. No, he is playing six to 60. To, they're hoping to get him close to 60 to 70 sacks. I mean, I mean, snaps. ESPN, update your injury report. Uh, I, I, I told, yeah, no. So they've been, they've been having him play. So he'll be back. You got Melvin Gordon back. Yeah. I know the Chargers, the, 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 the shine of the Chargers wore off a little bit because of that loss to the Ravens. Okay. I mean, um, yeah, to the Ravens late in the year. I love this Chargers team. I love their moxie. I do too. And I'm a big John Harbaugh guy. I think the Chargers still get this done in Baltimore, upset the Ravens, and move on for an epic matchup with the Patriots in Foxborough. 
Yeah, that's assuming that we that the Colts winning holds. Yes, 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 yes. Either way, whether the Chargers play the Colts or the the Chiefs, it's going to be. I mean, sorry, the Patriots or the Chiefs, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan. I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. But I like Philip Rivers. I think there's a magic there with him right now. He's got a great cast around him and a, and a, a better defense than you realize. Yeah. Are you, are you, you agreeing this. with me? Go ahead. No, I, I do have the Chargers winning as well. They've been a fantastic road team. Yes. Not so good at home, but great on the road. And what I was going to ask you, because of, on this same note, both the Rams and the Chargers, I'm getting up the numbers now, Okay. have been better on the road. Chargers, 7-1, and one, away from their soccer stadium. And the Rams, granted, they were 7-1 and one at the Coliseum, but we went over that one loss they had. The Rams are six and two, still very good. The only team better away from home, surprisingly, is the New Orleans Saints, uh-huh. who had a six and two record at the Superdome. Um, but we'll go over it next week of home games in LA. But I think the Chargers dangerous, dangerous throughout the rest of the playoffs. And I think they I don't want to say it's more than a touchdown, but I do like them. You know, if the, you flip the line, I might still take them minus two and a half. No, I agree. I, I like I said, I'm with you there. I like I like that about a touchdown uh, game here. They'll figure out a way to make Lamar Jackson beat him with his arm, and I don't know if he can yet. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. that's probably the biggest part of it. I wouldn't discount what the Ravens defense does to Melvin Gordon, but we've seen Philip Rivers a number of times go all Philip Rivers and yeah. use his arm to beat teams because he, as his Texas Bolo tie shows you, he is a gunslinger. Right. No, I definitely agree there. Um, this leads us to our last game of the weekend. The 440 Sunday afternoon showdown. On NBC. Two great, two great cities coming together here. Oh, yeah. Personal matchup for me. My mom being from Chicago, all my cousins being Bears fans on that side of the family. Eagles and the Bears. Eagles coming in as underdogs once again. Matt, well, what are your initial thoughts coming into question. this? Is it a little disrespectful that Vegas has the Eagles with the worst odds to win the Super Bowl? Is that mm. I, I find that to be disrespectful. You honestly think that the Colts have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than the Eagles? Yeah, that's a good point. I was going to say in the NFC, no. But in, yeah, amongst, I'd say the, yeah, I'd say the Colts Dak? probably don't. I mean, do you trust Dak, do you trust Dak Prescott? But – I don't know. I, I, I thought that was a little disrespectful. Um, I think so. it's probably because of the fact that if the Eagles win, they have to go to New Orleans, mm-hmm. a team that they, as we may remember, however many weeks ago now, uh, got absolutely shelled in the Superdome. So mm-hmm. that's probably part of it is that they're doing the compound math of the, at least their yeah. next opponent. Yeah. Um, it's hard. But, it's hard to shell a team twice, unless you're the Patriots yes. and you're playing one of your AFC East opponents it's it's hard to shell a team twice um i think this game i think the over i would take the under yeah over under set at 41 yeah i, I would agree with weekend. that not by much but lowest of the weekend i i is gonna be a slugfest um i think with the eagles pass rush humming more so the last few weeks and and the bears having some injury issues at wide receiver you know. Yeah, so they had Anthony Miller, who's had a banged up shoulder all week. He went down in week 17. Uh, 
and he is is he playing? Is he question? I'm pulling it up now. Um, is he questionable yeah, I, for this weekend? I, I don't know. Let me take a look here. To I don't. He, I'm not trusting what ESPN has on theirs because after you tell me Hunter Henry's playing, I, he's not on here, yeah, and I, I feel like he should still be. Reporting. Yeah, but I know Allen Robinson. He kind of was held out for injury issues. Um, yeah, I mean, he was. He missed like four or five games, and that's why Miller right. got onto the scene. Um, right. And I mean, they have an inch, they have a really interesting setup that they do. Uh, obviously they have Trey Burton who he had himself a nice, he's had himself a nice season, uh, mm-hmm. kind of under the radar. Um, I get kind of under the radar because of what, the, because of the Philly special in the Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think, I mean, there's a number of factors too. I think the return of a lot of players, specifically Rasul Douglas, really seem to spark the Eagles defense, specifically their secondary, um, which has been questionable all season and not really being able to hold a lot. And I include the Texans game there. Um, I do agree that the bears questionable running backs uh, might make this more of a Trubisky's arm and Trubisky's legs, even having to beat the Eagles and see what their, what their receivers, both tight ends and wideouts do. Um, yeah. The question really as Eagles fans, does, does big Dick Nick magic continue? Does that BDN energy BDNE? <laughs> does that continue? Um, I would still think too of, do we get like a Darren Sproles and you know, 10 years ago, do we get one of those kind of games? Remember that when he was with the chargers, I do that mega game. I think almost feel like that's part of how they almost have to spread it out. Granted, you're now bringing Khalil Mack in to try to punch the ball out, you know, right. with Charles Tillman uh, on plays like that, or, or come in on a crosser and try to pick the ball off. Um, you know, so there's a lot to worry there with what the Bears defense can bring to the table, uh-huh. which is why I agree with you under. Um, yeah, I, as I did all of last year, I'm not going to make a pick because I can't one way or the other. I'll, uh-huh. If you want to make a pick, I'll gladly let you. I will not be betting this. It's the only game I won't be betting yeah. in the under. I agree with the under is probably the safe way to go, but I'm probably I'm not going to bet that because I didn't last year in the playoffs. And Juju guys, hashtag Juju guys. Keep that going. So, you know where my heart lies. Yes. I have a problem with one particular player, and I don't know how we're going to handle this particular player. And it is not Khalil Mack. Okay. It is another member of the defense. It is not a member of the defense. Okay. It is the uh, almost the offspring of Darren Sproles. Tariq Cohen terrifies. Tariq Cohen. Who stays with him? Does a is a linebacker capable of sticking? Can a Bradham can't touch him? I don't know if Hicks no. is going to be able to hang with him. Jenkins, as great of a player as Jenkins is, I don't know if he can stay with him. That leaves you with trying to maybe move a, like a Maddox over to maybe cover him a little bit. But but I think he is going to cause a huge issue. So if I was a betting man. I'd probably put my money on the Bears. There's a reason they're 12 and 4. And I hate to say it, but I got to tell you something. I'm not betting on this game because I don't know how you can bet against Nick Foles. And Chicago doesn't have a team full of guys who have been there. So, yes, 
Trey Burton has been there. I'll give you that. All right, there's a guy. Defensively, not really. Trevathan was on the Broncos for a number of, a number of years, so he's had some winning ways. Cleo Mack really hasn't. So to me, they don't have a ton of, of experience, which I don't want to overvalue experience, but I don't want to undervalue. That's important. Um, yes, the, the Bear, to me, the Bears' defense is a problem, but I just think I can just see Cohen getting one or two of those ridiculous plays that he has. That's going to be a potential issue for me. I'm really concerned about that. Although I don't love this Bears' offensive line. Um, and if you can slow Trubisky down with as a rush or runner, because he's been he's been very good as a runner, um, very good as a runner this year, underratedly good. Um, you can slow yes. down, you can do some damage. So like I said, I'm definitely not betting against it, um, but it's going to be a long. I think it's going to be a long bloody day, if you will, for both teams. Um, Raquan Smith had 122 tackles from. Did you know that? That's the former Georgia standout. He's a rookie. Yeah. They just got some. Yeah, he's players. had a great year. Yep. Trevathan had a hundred over hundred tackle, hundred two tackles. So yeah, very interesting. We'll see what happens. Um and the, the only the only matchup of the weekend that is not a rematch. Interesting okay. enough. Yeah, that's right. Good point. By the way, Jason. Yeah, the only Peters, the only thing that we have to go off of is the Eagles not doing that well against the Minnesota Vikings when they still looked like last year's Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. And we saw what the Bears did to them twice, both at Soldier Field and yeah. up in U.S. Bank Stadium. There's a couple other common opponents that they the Bears lost to the Giants. Eagles beat the Giants twice. Um, but, you know, I think you throw that out of the window. This is the playoffs. You really got to watch out of what this what this team's going to do and how that's I mean I think they're secondary too I think they could if Foles has even a shaky start I think they might jump all over him and you know whatever balls they might throw any which way I think that you know Kyle Fuller might have a big game I, the Bears defense really is going to be as collective as the X I mean they're not even the X factor because they're going to be the factor that determines you know everything I mean, it might, mm -hmm. it's not 06 Bears. That's, you might as well keep them out on the field and hope they get a defensive touchdown, but because their offense can do a lot. But they're, yeah. I mean, you're going to really hit, you're going to have to watch out no matter where the Eagles are, even in the red zone, because not even a field goal is going to be guaranteed. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I definitely, I agree. I, like I said, I, Oh man, I'm you know maybe I I'm gonna take the Bears. You take uh, I, I don't want to. Um, go no pick, no pick. All right, I, you know, I'll go no pick with you. It's just so when we do when we keep going here, we can figure out who was better. So I'll I'll <laughs> I will avoid picking as well, just for okay. competition purposes. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. All right, mm -hmm. I like it. Just like Kirby. Yes, just like Kirby. <laughs> well, that so we're not calling us, the game. Right. That brings Maybe us. One day. <laughs> I wish that brings us to the championship game. And switching to college, doing a little reverse action because it is Monday night. Yes, very the college soon. football playoff national championship game for the fourth year in a row, third time in the national championship, but for the fourth year in a row, Alabama and Clemson meeting in the playoffs. Alabama. Coming in as a six-point favorite. 
First time all playoffs that we haven't had a double digit spread. Matt, what are your thoughts coming into this game? Well, these are the two teams we thought would be there, and these are the two teams that are there. And after watching the bowl games, these are clearly the two teams that deserve to be there. Um, no other teams can bring to the table the college and professional talent that the, these two teams bring to the table. Um, clearly the, the best two coaches in college football. College football. Um, this is the – I mean, look, you don't – maybe you don't like it, but you have to respect it. I love it. I think it's it's another heavyweight bout. Um, I I can't wait. I mean, this game has so many lines, so many storylines. The quarterbacks, you, you know, the defenses, the coaches. Um, I'm, you, you have to be excited just to bear witness, in my opinion, to what we're about to watch because – no two, no two programs have done it better. Every, every. By the way, the first undefeated national championship game I just found out. Did you know that? Uh, like, I didn't off the top of my head, but I, it makes I, sense. Yeah, because every year that Alabama or Clemson's had a loss. Um, Alabama opens up as six point favorites. Yeah, and I think that's the right number. I think that's right. out of respect for the matchup we're going to get. Over-under mm -hmm. set at 59.5, which is a number I love. Yep. Uh, considering the points these guys can both put up. And, yeah, I, I really love this matchup. I think Travis Etienne, what Trevor Lawrence was able to do, and not having a freshman moment, as a lot of people thought, mm -hmm. what Tua looked like in the playoffs, as we all probably mm -hmm. thought he was going to do. Yeah. Uh, I think there's so much intrigue around this, the, every single matchup, and both defenses mm -hmm. have been fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, although I do think there's going to be some, just like in any college game, there's going to be some openings that are going to get completely exploited. Um, and both teams have shown, granted they're undefeated, but in some of their games they've shown some sign of weakness. And I, I think... Agree. Their defenses, if they can pounce at the right time, not to be punny with a team that's a tiger, I think that's going to be the, the difference maker here. Because if you have something, remember the play before the walk-off in the national championship, Tua looked completely dummied when he got mm -hmm. sacked. Mm -hmm. If you have something like that or Trevor Lawrence shows a freshman moment and one of the two defenses is able to take advantage of that, yeah, a defensive touchdown might be the difference maker in this. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. Same thing with Kyler Murray that I'm going to say about Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't come close to facing a defense like Alabama's. Oh, I totally agree. You look down their schedule, no defense on their schedule in the ACC even scares you at all. Um, maybe Boston College. I mean, maybe. Um, they played South Carolina, who had a down year. I think to me this is the big and it's the same thing that happened with uh, with Oklahoma if you're Dabo Sweeney you've got to figure out how to not allow the first quarter to happen like it did for Oklahoma I know Oklahoma scored 34 Alabama was on cruise control starting second quarter on I mean they, they I I wasn't scared at any point in that game for that Oklahoma team to come back if they can get up they're gonna run you into the ground offensively and they are loaded so to me, I, I like Al – I'm going to tell you right now, I like Alabama already in this game, and I stress the fact that Trevor Lawrence has never seen a defense 
anywhere near Alabama's capabilities all season. That's what would scare me if I was a Tiger fan. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Alabama, I think six is the right number for Alabama. Okay. I think maybe 10 points might yeah. be the, mm-hmm. if I had to project a line. And no Dexter Lawrence, by the way. He remains, so he yeah, cannot he return. Really out. And, and you saw what Alabama did with their physicality. I mean, they said, hey, Oklahoma, welcome to big boy football. Um, Alabama has like four wide receivers who are going to be drafted and four running backs who are going to be drafted. They are going to come at you all game. So I think that uh, you, you better be nervous if you're Clemson in this one, in my opinion. We'll see what happens, but in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. I think it's, um, there's something to be said with what, that Alabama basically was just they let Oklahoma come, you know, make it closer, let them cover that spread or cover the, you know, the plus 14. But yeah, I think I think you're right. These are the two teams that absolutely, you know, if it's a BCS, nobody would be upset about this. Uh there's been a lot of talk, especially with Georgia losing to Texas in the Sugar Bowl of, you know, how do, you know, where where do we go from here with the playoffs and blah 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 blah. I think that's certainly a discussion for another time, but in the meanwhile, enjoy this game. In the meantime, oh yes, it, yep. This game is going to be a ton of fun. I got to tell you, it does to me. It doesn't matter if you are a college football fan, an NFL fan, uh, a draft fan. This is giving you everything. There's a thousand reasons to tune in here. Um, Imagine dragons. <laughs> This is going to be wild. Um, you've got top five, top ten first-round draft picks littering the field. Um, I'll give you a couple guys off the beaten path, Jordy, to pay attention Ooh, to. I like this. Game. I'll start with Alabama, okay? you, you got to take a look at Najee Harris. Now, Damian Harris is their starter. Josh Jacobs gave you that great highlight of trucking that guy. Najee Harris is their best running back, 6.7 yeah. yards a carry. Average the most out of any of their backs. I think he's the whole package. He bring he's he's very good. You need to pay attention there. Um, and, and, and I'm gonna just name the four wide receivers. Everyone knows Jerry Judy, Waddle, Ruggs, and Irv Smith Jr. is a tight end, as well as Devonta okay. Smith. These guys are incredibly good. I am. It's gonna be wild. But defensively, for Alabama. Everyone knows Quinn and Williams. They're great defensive linemen. Yep. Watch out for Deontay Thompson. They're great defensive back to cause Trevor Lawrence to have some second guessing, which is what you need to have him do. All okay. Right? So he's the guy to me to watch out for um, for Alabama. He's a top 20 draft pick, probably at worst, if I had to guess. Okay. Um, and so we mentioned you mentioned Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Thompson's going to have his hands full with T. Higgins. The, uh, the Clemson wide receiver, mm-hmm. who follows right in the footsteps of Sammy Watkins, of Mike Williams, of DeAndre Hopkins, as another amazingly good Clemson wide receiver. Yep. And then okay. there's the 20-year senior, Hunter Renfro, <laughs> for, um, <laughs> for them, who's been around forever. Um he, you know, he, well, he's the guy that, if you don't know, a reason I, we laugh and we say his name, he's the guy that caught the touchdown pass from Deshaun Watson to win the national title two years ago, I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah two right. years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, defensively, 
you all know the defensive line, right? Farrell, Wilkins, excuse me, Lawrence, Austin Bryant is the other guy who's, who's probably going to have quite a bit of fun. Um, but this defense has some serious, uh, what, what's the best way to put it? Serious bang for your buck elsewhere. Yeah, watch that's out, a good way to put it. Yeah, watch out for A.J. Terrell, a corner of theirs. Um, he's had a really good year, as well as Tanner, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Muse, I believe, M-U-S-E, a safety for them that a lot of teams like as well. So do not sleep on this excellent Clemson defense, which is loaded really top to bottom for me. Um, and they do a little bit of everything, the defense. That's the other thing to know. They, they, they've got the great defensive line. Everybody else kind of fills in, if you will. Um, okay. Great, great team. So I'm very excited all the way around. Yeah. I am as well. Now, before we wrap things up, anything else we should know for the game? Anything else we should keep an eye out for? Well, you should expect the same matchup next year. Trevor, Trevor you think Lawrence. Because so? of how young freshman. everybody is? Yes, Trevor Lawrence is a true freshman. He will be back to a, t- uh, to a tag, 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 whatever. I know his last name. No. I can say. Tua. All right. Anyway, Tua is a true sophomore. He will be back. A combination of some kind of their skill position players will also return. This These two teams may very well meet again. And T. Higgins is a sophomore. He might be back. So, anyway. These, these guys, you're going to see these two teams probably right back in this position again. Um, that's how loaded they still are in this case. So okay. be prepared to see the same group, the same two teams next year. Incredible. Incredible. Love it. I love it. And that I am being reminded that the night tonight that we are recording, January 3rd, is the, the anniversary of – Tony Romo bobbling the point after. Boy, does that make me happy. <laughs> and you want to know something, man? Tony Romo yeah. is finally making the Super Bowl this year. Because uh-huh. he's broadcasting it. Really? Well, yeah, it's on CBS. There you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, You didn't know it was on CBS? Oh, you haven't oh, seen oh, all the billion, billion advertisements sense. for it? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because, you know, they talk about they have the Super Bowl, then they have March Madness, then they have the Masters, and now the PGA, now in May. Yeah. And I forget what else they have this year. Um, yeah, that, that commercial that airs every commercial break, uh, or bumper, official terms. Uh, Matt, what else is going on before we before we wrap things up? Anything else you want to uh, mention to the people? Well, I'd like to see our Philadelphia Flyers could do any better um, as they yes. sit very last place um, in the division so we'll see there, but yeah. Jimmy um, Butler, Ben, and Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid high up on the uh, the first round of fan voting. That's so true. That's true. Stuff. The Sixers still need Philly's to make just signed David Robertson. I wrote a little blog about it on well. I'm interested to see kind of where it goes from there. Um, so I mean, a lot is happening. Uh, a lot is happening, particularly for Philly fans in the sports world. Also, just kind of pay attention to college basketball. It's going to start to ramp yeah. up. Here. This is Couple. the time to really st- – conference play is getting underway. Our League uh-huh. of High Mountain Hawks beat Lafayette in, in a little uh, <laughs> Patriot League opener last night. Uh, yeah, this is the time to start really paying attention to it because this is when mm-hmm. this is when the, the men get separated from the boys because non-conference you could go 13-1 and one and then go right you know, 1-17 one in, in conference play and be completely uh-huh. out of it. couple undefeated teams left. 
You've got Michigan at number two right now, yes. sitting undefeated with quality wins in the schedule, currently playing Penn State, by the way. They're up five at half, long game there. Um, and then, and then I mean, Duke's number one, and we know that they're very good, so Duke's number one. But um, the watch out, by the way, for Virginia's undefeated. They're going to play Duke soon. But Nevada, 13-0. and 0, um, And really, uh, a Houston team that's undefeated. But Nevada, to me, is the one. They have a legitimate opportunity to potentially run the table. And they have wins over Loyola Chicago, uh, Arizona State, BYU. They don't play a ranked team left. They they easily – and by the way, they were highly ranked coming into this year. Um, they yeah. have a great – twins by the last name of Martin that can play. Two, two twins. Watch out. Um, they could go undefeated and go into the tournament as an undefeated team, which will be amazing for college basketball to see a team do that. They're already up to number six, um, and with some of the attrition above them, they could easily be in the top three, if not number one overall, if some of these teams begin to lose. So Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how that all goes. Because yeah. obviously, it's been the last couple of years have been, you know, a little more, the the we talked about it during the tournament last year, but it seemed like the, mid-major spread was starting to widen a little bit and it seems like uh-huh. it's starting to at least this year it's the gap is reclosing um yeah yeah at least from the real contenders i know more and more mm-hmm. mid-major teams make the tournament mm-hmm. every year but mm-hmm. the real contenders so it's, I wanna, it'll be awesome to see yeah i want to circle it on my counter we don't know if they're going to get there because they both play some pretty good teams but duke and virginia january 19th at duke they meet up and th- that that could be a game for number one overall uh, Virginia's got to play a number nine ranked Florida State and a number ten ranked Virginia Tech to get there, um, and 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 um, Duke has to play for, at Florida State, so it may not be as heated, but that could be an amazing matchup if they get that far. So we'll see yeah, what happens. That could be awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. All that's right, all, that's all I've got for you here, my friend. Yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, keep an eye out. Everything on the on the Thunder blog. We're starting to get the blogging back up. Um, Starting to get our you know podcasting obviously up. Uh, Greg and I have to figure out another time to do some blue line icing, a little fuller pod. Matt and I, once the football ends, are going to get our basketball game back up on it. So keep an eye out for all that. Let us know what you think. Thunder BLG on Twitter, Thunderbug Sports on Instagram, Thunderbug Sports on Facebook, just like the website. Matt, thank you as always. This is a ton of no fun. No problem. All Absolutely. Right, well. Great time. Great time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for my man, Matty D. I am the G-Man. Have a good weekend, everybody. And go Birds!